Welcome to the Spinfoil Theory Podcast. Each week we sit down and discuss our favorite lore topics from within the Destiny universe. Specifically, we intend to take a close look at a specific question that has been nagging us and potentially the Destiny community as a whole. To fulfill that, our discussions tend to assume that you already have some background in the Destiny lore. Despite that, our goal is to be as lighthearted and welcoming to everyone as possible. With that out of the way, let's dive into this week's topic. Alright, we should stop there in the banter stage before yes. Before we get sued. If you can identify the music that might be enough to get us sued, please write in to the Spinfoil Theory Podcast at gmail.com. For all your fan theories and... Oh, we just got a fan theory! We can talk about that later. You want to talk about that at the end? We should talk about that at the end. We're gonna. <laughs> we got a... We got... Someone wrote us a letter. And proud we are of all of them. So... <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, welcome to the Spinfoil Theory Podcast with your host, Taylor B. And... Howdy! How do? Uh... This week, and I might I might drop this today, Bagels. I might give them extra time for consumption. <laughs> I might. It does, it does seem particularly relevant with the new season around the corner, so. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm proud of that. Do you? Do I? All right, I've got Bag's approval, so I get to one drop this early and two use the stove. <laughs> so watch out. I need special permission. It's a gas range. <laughs> Fire hot. Fire, fire do burn. Um, but yeah, th this week's is a fun one, and it sort of boils down to. And bagels, I'm I'm gonna tweak it a little bit after our <laughs> after our pre-show discussion. So, <laughs> if you want to like throw down the gauntlet and be like, "You son of a bitch," <laughs> you can you can do <laughs> this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, this week's topic is the traveler. Before the collapse, the traveler had not chosen humanity for anything. So, golden age traveler, uplifting humanity, up until the point, uh, something or like something shoots it. That or that was the most violent breach birth I think the universe had ever seen. If the traveler was like the papa, um, the papa seahorse that whole time. And the little ghosts are just little baby travelers popped out. <laughs> it's exploded out there. Um, yeah, you're welcome for that image, everyone. Good morning. Happy weekend. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, um, so up, up until the point it's put to sleep. And I think, I think when it's put to sleep, it's kind of fair to say it's not, it, 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 it's doing stuff, but it's not consciously doing anything. It's asleep. Uh, I, think, I think that's a very sort of fair thing to uh would you say so bagels like it, traveler sleeping more or less it's it's a little bit hard because it's still communicating though via fever via dreams obscure, yeah obscure dreams and we get snippets of that in constellations where it's inserting thoughts mm -hmm. into the conscious stream coming from the speakers you know that are those thoughts you know what the most the most uh seriously like wacky thing i just realized about the traveler being in a coma is when the traveler's in a coma it talks to you from its dreams whereas like i feel like at least in like tv when someone when a character's in a coma people like come up and they like talk to them <laughs> and he like like he hears them in his coma dream or her coma dream 
Whereas the traveler, the traveler like says stuff from the coma dream to us. Just, just putting that out there. That's, that's a, is. I mean, it's paracausal. So like something, something talking to you. That's that's also kind of crazy. It doesn't talk in its sleep. It talks to you in its sleep, like in your brain. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so wouldn't wouldn't the most that... powerful sleep talker ever? <laughs> yep. Yeah. So. So the crux of this theory is that uh, it's really standing out against a lot of what I have come to call speaker propaganda. Now, the most famous of this, I think, that we've all seen, even if you've never listened to the show before or, like, looked into lore, is in the opening of D2. The speaker gives, like, a little speechy boy talking about, like, a quick rundown of what happened. And it says, like, oh, yeah, it, it says something that he's repeated before about how the Traveler chose humanity and fought like you know stood and fought like beside us which i think i think by and large most of the community kind of knows now is horseshit um just and, and we'll get to that but i, I mean um the, it what what comes what comes against it is just later things you learn uh about the history of the speakers about the current speaker and his ability to even like communicate with the traveler, like kind of not really being there anymore. So I guess I guess the best way to kind of like begin is maybe like I guess at the beginning. Would you would you agree, Pales? Yeah, um, yeah. Generally, it it always feels like the 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 speaker was more so just there as a like just an interpreter of dreams. It, it was not actually. Um, it was not actually the, the Traveler speaking to it, and it wasn't actually the Traveler, um, I, again, having... I, I would tend to agree that the Traveler hadn't chosen humanity at that point in uh, in any fashionable way for Dude. its its eventual motives. Would you say Would you say the speakers are nothing but a bunch of space fruits? Freud's, for people who don't get my joke, in America... <laughs> That's a very like American English thing. Be like, oh yeah, this is fruit. <laughs> like, I, so, I mean, I'm talking about Freud. Um, well, but but uh, just going back to uh, you know, just just uh, to yes and to that, the uh, the tenets of the speaker, you know, the traveler will save us, etc. Always end with the traveler will leave. Correct. Like it's going to leave us. Like you need to be ready for that. It bounces. It is bouncing, and and one thing I want to note is the history of the speakers. We'll we'll mostly be talking about the last speaker, the 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 speaker of the last city that we've interacted with, uh, you know, beginning of D two, all of D one. Uh, we'll mostly be, be talking about him, uh, just because he's who we know the most about. Bagels, uh, Bagels kind of convinced me then making it my grand like speaker conspiracy <laughs> that I had. I had. Oh, I've I've got it. It's at the hip. I've got it. But um. The, the speaker's history begins actually during the Golden Age, so before the Traveler's asleep. And this, this, this sort of makes a, an, interesting, an interesting problem that, that they've had these tenants for quite some time, before even the collapse, that the Traveler was going to leave. Mm-hmm. And, and that didn't change. And I actually, I actually wonder about this because... The the last speaker, something that's special about him is he can't really get the dreams on his own. He had to wear that mask as sort of Correct. like a, like a conduit, like a like a totem, just getting in all that traveler mind juju. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> like a like an like an like a carbon rod, just like I'm here. Like let's do this. So, um, he uh, he had the I think what was noted as the weakest, if not one of the weakest, connections to the traveler. And it, you know, also worth noting, he had he was the own he was the speaker created furthest from when the traveler went to sleep. Correct. Right. So. I, I kind of want to submit, I think it's actually noted in, I believe, Constellations, was it? Yep, that's that's the book on the speakers in general. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I kind of want to note, I think that was passed down to him. I think travelers that, or, or speakers that um, first heard the traveler post the collapse, I don't think they got that kind of direct message. I think I think it was kind of like, uh, you know, jedi passed on to them from, from others. In, in retrospect, because other, like you know what I mean, it's you mean like, like a mantra, a, a, log, a log book of their their thoughts, or do you mean just like the the collection of the uh, the tenants of the the, the, the traveler that the I, speakers always had? Yeah, I just mean the collection of the tenants. I, I feel like that's something that's like passed on from like maybe not like one to everyone, but certainly like one to another as they in in a certain line that ends with the last speaker. I would tend to. At least in some capacity, it, it seems seems like that was developed over time. And like I, I like we've indicated before, everything that you glean from the traveler is an interpretation. And so I think it is something that they would have had to have built up over time and then passed down as as a message to feature speakers and their uh, essentially what became uh, worshippers of the, of the traveler. It's like uh, a weird cult. Yeah, yeah, kind of. <laughs> I'm, well, actually, you know, it's it's not so, it's not so ridiculous if you think about it. I mean, maybe because we're uh, we like to consider ourselves today in the real world, like uh, at least at least mindful enough that we wouldn't think like some Johnny come lately into our solar system, no matter how great they are, is like some sort of god. But like, then you have the Elixni, the the god machine, <laughs> like we. <laughs> Oh, we need this guy like that. Yeah. I mean, it kind of makes sense. Any, it's not uncommon for cultures to worship things that they can't understand uh, and essentially deem as magic and something that's paracausal, which is essentially magic, in in our worldview, at least as as far as I can I can see it myself. It, it's not uncommon for that that culture to end up worshiping that type of advanced being or. Uh, in the case of like you, you think like Stargate or Star Trek, you've got beings that are that will worship uh, addition, uh, different cultures because they have technological su- superiority, and as a result, um, they just basically bow down to them. <laughs> it's true; they do bow down to Compaticus quite, <laughs> quite a bit, quite a bit. Um, so I. I, I just want to take all of that, and then and then I kind of want to shift over. So you kind of have this uh, sort of a natural, I think, distrust as to, especially as time goes on, and we and we approach the age of the last speaker and the last city. I mean, uh, through the comics, through a lot of uh, recantations of uh, consensus meetings and what have you, dude is at least politically dubious at best. Like like he he is uh, a little underhanded, and I would say a quite a bit manipulative 
like, think that's fair. I, I don't think his motives were impure. I think that he was trying to look out for the denizens, denizens of the last city. He did not want them to panic and fear. Um, and basically have a max mass exodus of the last city, that sort of thing. But at the same time, yes, his actions were questionable in that he was essentially gaslighting his, his population and um, acting as a fake prophet for for the traveler in several regards. I I, I I agree I agree with what I with, with your sentiment. I, I kinda I kinda wonder if it's really like can you gaslight someone who people who just believe you? Because it's not like it's not like you're you're questioning like you told them the story from the beginning, and they never questioned it. It's not like they experienced something, and you're like, "That's not what happened." You know what I mean? I think you can still gaslight somebody like that. Uh, the okay. concept of gaslighting is essentially, uh, essentially convincing them that you are correct with with the wrong facts, is it not? Uh, my. I mean, not not to split hairs. Feel free to write us in anyone who's more learned. But my 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 interpretation or my understanding of it was, you know, just in its basis, it comes from. Oh God, I can't remember the play, but it, it, it the 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 thing that it's based on is like this woman hears like this uh this noise that her husband's doing, like, or she's complaining that uh, I think a light's on or something, because it, it it has to do with like he's running something that he's doing something and lying to her about it. So she's like, yeah, this fucking, like, the light's on, like, all the fucking time. It's keeping me awake. He's like, no, it's not. You're crazy. And he's, like, he, he like, lies to her to the point about, like, the truth that she starts to question the truth. Um, is, okay. is a, so, so it's, it's one, it, that, that's, that's where I was saying, like, I, uh, it was really interesting you brought that up. Because I'm wondering, like, it, at least, like, in its basis, with the exception of, like, some guardians, no one's ever really questioned the speaker. Like, hey, I think we should found a city. Well, all right. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, guys, let's start a government, but, like, I'm going to be in charge. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, nobody, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not till you really get to, uh, to, like, Osiris or someone that someone's like, hey, like, I don't, and even he's not really questioning the speaker. He's just like, I kind of want to do some other stuff. <laughs> like, he's not... That's a fair point, uh, even if it's taken a little bit to to the extreme. And the fact that we do, I guess we don't know exactly the politics of the the founding of the last city. We ha we have some snippets of it, but we don't know the exact like thought process of the the followers of the the traveler, the followers of, of the speaker at that point in time. So it's a little bit hard to put the full context in, in there. Uh, but I, I generally I agree with your opinion. I, I just wanted to point point that out as well. Well, fine, bagels. You take your reasonable assessment and appreciate yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! No, 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 no. I I get you. I tend to uh, I tend to uh, for sake of brevity say things in a broader sense. No, and, and that's absolutely fine. I, I just wanted to point it out quickly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So you have, you have the last speaker, and then you move into the uh, the last city's government. You move, uh, enter Gaul. Um, he comes up and he like crack shackalacks the uh, the traveler. He does it so easy too. 
You know what really bothers me? As big as the last city's walls are, I feel like no one ever expected anyone to come at us from directly up. That is probably generally the case. The Surprisingly, the Fallen, as far as I'm aware, never really tried to assault with ships. Even, like, the assaults during the Battle of Six Fronts were via ground attacks. So, yeah, you would, you would assume that they would have more aerial... Although, um... I think the Traveler's kind of in the way for a that, lot of I'm, the I'm angles. Sure that, yeah. I'm sure that affects it, but on top of that, don't we have, um... I know we have a bunch of satellites, but I don't know if the act has aerial defenses as well uh, in, in the last city. I don't... I'd, I'd have to go back and look at that. <laughs> well, yeah, and in our... The, the last city's defenses keep growing. So, yeah. like, when Rasputin comes online, there's obviously a lot more when... Uh, on Correct. board, rather. Like, there's obviously a lot more going on. Because, like, when you think back to D1... Uh, them freaking out that you have a jump ship with a working drive. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh shit, we need every one of those. Mm -hmm. Like, get get to cracking on these strikes. <laughs> we need you to take over in <laughs> overwhelming odds. <laughs> but, um, and so for now there to be even be like a, uh, a spaceport-like helm Avenger station, which I hope I would be so sad. I'm gonna be so sad if we're farther out from the last city again. I'm kind of curious. Uh, like I like kinda... I like Helm. Please, everyone. Like I'm jazzed for it too. But like we got so close into the city finally, especially like once the traveler like reassembled itself. Like... Kind of seems like it's going to be like a forward base more so than something in the last city. That's kind of the feeling I get from it. But obviously, we haven't seen anything confirmed on any of the details. In the uh, in the photo they use, you can that it, it seems to be the last city that it's overlooking. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah, it seems to be. I'm not saying it is. They might be like, no, psych, that's Atlanta. And they're like, oh, <laughs> sweet. <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it seems to be the last city. But uh, as um, a friend of the show, uh, Psalm Lab, uh, going by trams when he, uh, when he, when he blessed us with his... Uh, with his guest spot pointed out uh, on Twitter that it could be something where, like, because spaceport could mean a lot of different things um, sure. contextually. So he was saying, what if it's, like, in space and it just, like, lets you look at the last city? Uh, sort of like, yeah, uh, like it in, like, a like a different type of screen. Like, that's that's what it's looking at, like, in, the, sure. in that scene. I was like, that's pretty sweet, too. Yeah. That, yeah. that would make sense to me. I mean, it's pretty spacey. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm not going to lie. But anyway, anyway. Um, so yeah, you, you get into this this world, and and Gaul comes in, and I, I feel like he's the only one who actually went straight for the Traveler. Like uh, everyone they, else tried to stop Guardians to take the Traveler. I think there'd be or 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 like like yeah, I don't know. He's the only one to attack the last city who's like, no, I'm just going to shoot the Traveler. Like, I'm just going to take that. Well, he's pretty much the only one to attack the last city outside of the Fallen. He, like, I think Crota mm -hmm. was preparing to launch an offensive uh, when when we interrupted, more or less. But um, outside of outside of the Fallen, I, I think the Cabal are the only ones that have launched a direct assault 
on this lost city, and I would assume that the Fallen, uh, being worshippers of the part, at least at that point in time, would have not wanted to hurt the Traveler, so they would have actively avoided it, which might also, also explain their uh, inact, not uh, lack of use of their, their catches and uh, aerial assault vehicles. I could, yeah, and, and, you know, they probably wouldn't want to hurt it. They'd probably like, look, look, you guys had it for, like, however long, and it's already got holes in it. What the <laughs> fuck? We've been changed. You didn't even take care of it. You don't deserve the Traveler. <laughs> you are poor, poor custodians. Earth. I would be mad, too. Can you imagine, like, it's one thing, like, when your ex leaves you and goes to date someone, like like demonstrably worse than you but like your god machine that's gotta hurt <laughs> that's gotta hurt like the other the other like supplemental machines you built in his image have got to be like really this this one i mean okay i'll help you still but all right that's <laughs> gotta be gotta be so embarrassing just just put <laughs> <laughs> okay um and you get you get uh i i think it's i think it's fair to uh to reference the scenes from the red war uh campaign um you know when gall and i think the console at one point also are sort of interrogating the speaker throughout the uh the red war um trying to get the leverage and the speaker is doing his most like no fuck you like work so well by like just talking in circles while not actually lying about anything yeah that's fair he's he's doing his best to he, he's actively yeah speaking the truth but it's at the same time it's an act of defiance against gall he's purposely it, giving him the answers he doesn't want to hear correct yeah, it's, he's very much so giving him the inconvenient truth. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like an asshole. That's <laughs> 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 a good perspective there, but yeah. <laughs> More or less. I mean, yeah. Okay, and then... Then I kind of want to reference forward to some more recent information we got from the uh, text to the ship the Traveler gave us. Now, you know, Traveler is trying so hard with this baby come back stuff. <laughs> since 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 we started, like, using this darkness shard, it's like, hey, baby, 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 I know, I know they gave you a new power, baby. But what about this gun? You love this gun. I found it again. It was right, it was right here the whole time. Here you go, baby. <laughs> And then, like, we're still like, no, I mean, like, oh, oh, yeah, okay, I'm just gonna go. That's sweet of you, but I'm just gonna go do my own thing. And then you find all the feathers is like, hey, hey, come over here. I got you yeah. a new ride. Got you a brand new car. No, it's paid off. Don't worry about it. Never need gas. <laughs> just think about where you want to go. I invented that shit just for you. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> That's way better than ice powers, right? <laughs> <laughs> the the timing is odd. Like um, he's been the, awake for like four years. Like yeah, it it seems it, it raises the question of why now, why why present these these items to us 
in this fashion. It, I, I get the, the point of, uh, as a contest, contestation to the stasis abilities that we've recently unlocked and our interactions directly with the darkness. Um, so it's, it's entirely possible that it is the Traveler just reminding us, hey, I'm still here, don't forget about me, sort of thing. But I question that a little bit. Um, I don't know... I don't know precisely what the alternative would be at this point as to whether the traveler is just actively, um, maybe it just planned on giving us the stuff eventually. And the, the crow seemed a likely opportunity for it to do so. Um, or it was just a happenstance. I, I really don't know at, at this point what exactly the timing uh, is for the significance of the receipt of the Radiant Exhibitor and the Hawkmoon itself. It's, I'm just a little bit curious at this point. I'm, I'm, not quite, I'm not quite convinced that it's just a direct direct opposition to us having received Stasis powers in this season. Um, I just wanted to point it out as a, as a counterpoint. I don't necessarily think that's not the case. Just, just another, another thought process. I like it. I like it. And then, and then from there... Uh the uh the um the lore tab from the radiant Ancipitor. definitely definitely recommend everyone check it out it's a cool looking little ship you know what it reminds me of this is the second ship that reminds me of a macross one and i keep wondering when we get to throw it into garewalk mode <laughs> no because seriously, seriously seriously so the um god the one with the delta wings it's it's a uh, i can't remember the name but the, the, there's there's one with the Delta Wings. That looks like... They both look like the ships from Macross Plus specifically. Does, has anybody just tried to throw all six of them in orbit at the same time? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. So, so, so it's... Um, it's uh, in this case, in the Macross universe, you, you might... Uh, it was also in the US and I think like North America's Robotech. If you remember Robotech from like the '80s, but it's like you're in the jet, and then the jet has like little legs that'll pop down and arms, and so now you're a jet with a with a machine gun, <laughs> arms, and then it can also turn into like the walking robot, like it can turn into that. But like it's piloted by a guy, um, and I swear to God, if 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 you've never seen Macross Plus, you don't have to have seen anything else. It's a standalone film. Uh, the dub has. Um, What's his name? Uh, has I swear to God, I will get this in two seconds for everyone because you're gonna laugh at me. Brian Cranston is is a uh, one of the voices. Like it, it's a it's a star studded studded cast. <laughs> it was one of the few that was released as Macross in North America. Uh, to- totally worth everyone's time and attention. Like, like go watch it. But you're gonna come out and be like, oh yeah, Taylor B. Like that, that radiant insipitor does look like the. Uh, I think it's the, the like the Y21. It's it's the one that's literally controlled by your mind, just like this is. It's just so funny to me. Yeah. All right. That was a rant that we all had to sit through. Sorry about that, guys. But uh, there's like there's like there's like there's like twelve anime fans listening to this. Who's like, fuck yeah, Taylor B. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah. Like, I know which ships I want now. But anyway. Um, it, it's a really cool ship. It, it Like, the flavor text is like, it's controlled by your mind. There's no, like, 
knobs or doodads and you can't get at to see what the engine needs because i don't know maybe there's no engine like it, it seems to be powered by space magic mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and and controlled by <laughs> by happy thoughts but, <laughs> what happens if you have unhappy thoughts in it does it explode um i i mean i hope not <laughs> That would make traffic a danger at every turn. <laughs> like, road rage. That's what I'm saying. Road, road rage. The, the loudest killer. <laughs> like, okay, okay. Cross a bunch of, bunch of missiles. Oh, God. I mean, you know, not to, not to lie, shooting a bunch of missiles, also a Macross thing, but I don't want to... Like, <laughs> I don't want to get caught. We can do a Macross episode, Bagels. All right, just calm down. <laughs> we'll do one about uh, '80s giant robot lore. Anyway, um, <laughs> there is. You have some notes. Uh, you have like an opening, and then you have what what seems to be like the last message from the last speaker. Uh, mm -hmm. Recorded. It's, it's while he's imprisoned. I I kind of took it as uh, when Gaul apparently rips out his heart. Uh, which they should have done. They should have had that on screen. I'm not saying like graphically. You could have done it from like to where like the thing that the the speaker is tied to is like blocking your view of the actual act. But that would have been way better than just seeing a mask hit the floor. Like y'all just like reaching in there and like maybe pulling out a heart or like throwing something on the ground and then you just hear like a meat sound. Like oh, I bet that was a heart or at least something important. I think it's because of the rating for the game. <laughs> but yes, I understand where you're coming from. But yeah, but like, <laughs> but like you realize doing it the way they did, like, there, we've been debating for however long about whether or not he's even alive or actually dead. And people are like, no, they said he was dead. Like, okay, they say lots of shit. Like, <laughs> it's finally in the game, like, five years later <laughs> that, we, that we know what happened. So yeah, we need to erase those theories off the list. No. <laughs> but uh, he gives his final message, and he kind of he kind of says that uh, he the, the traveler is no longer making the call for a speaker. He he sort of got uh, he sort of got a nice uh, nice like message from the traveler before it got uh, shackled up, and uh, he he sort of what allowed him to be so content going through his torture and, and all that. And, uh, just like knowing, you know, like uh, uh, the faithful, the faithful have the promised land, like that, that type of thing. Um, and, but as is tradition, at least up to this point before the, while the traveler is asleep, the traveler, as it does in constellation is sort of like interjecting words in the middle of, uh, ooh, sorry, in the middle of, uh, the speaker's sentences yeah it's like a stream of consciousness type yeah. type of thing yeah yeah and i always i not always but I, I i've come to sort of consider what the travelers whatever the traveler is saying like sandwiching these like streams from the uh the or whatever whatever the speaker is saying sandwiching these things streamed from the into its mind from the uh from the traveler I always feel like the connection is is the feeling, but not necessarily the message, because the the speakers are being left to interpret, and like so sort of in the uh, in the ways of uh, of like Homer or like antiquity, they're like telling you a story, but like being way less creative than Homer, they're just telling you about themselves. 
and sort of like sandwiching like interpreting like as best they can like the messages they're getting or like being influenced by it at least because that, that that that's how this one really reads to me but if you separate what the traveler says from the speaker and you look at what just the traveler says you're left with and i'm going to read these in like little short stanzas but the, so dark and suffocating how hard it is to communicate to the warnings be reduced to memory a broken mask repaired by gold on fractured seams afraid to make a choice the dangers to come forgotten um so this to me reading that combined with uh sort of everything we know about uh the propaganda of that uh, and how the traveler is used how how the last speaker wielded his sort of uh singular insight like it's like when you have a monopoly on on information from someone's like everyone cares about you're you're really the one in control not not the person you're even communicating for like it's you sure sure yeah like power by proxy mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and so to me this sort of reflects on on you know in in my view why the traveler is constantly running away if if you go back to the gardener and the winnower in the game that they're playing the traveler like it's an allegory i believe still like i don't know if that's like a one to one like rule book so like uh, for what for whatever that's worth like i hope i hope no one's taking me like too uh i hope i'm not coming off as too too literal here but uh the the flowers like the the rules for them the gardener is that it creates spaces in a certain pattern that it has to follow and then the winnower consumes these spaces so like there's an act of creation there's an act of destruction so the idea that the traveler if that is a proper allegory to me always felt weird that the traveler would make a choice to stand and fight on its own Is it um, really? Oh, and I missed a stanza. I see, I missed a stanza. I apologize to everyone. Between afraid and to make a choice, afraid for fear that time has passed. There was a line I missed there. Sorry about that. And sorry, bagels. No, that's fine. Um, I do want to ask, especially in the allegory that is the flower game, is it so much the creation and destruction? Or is it more so the, um, I, I, I hesitate to, to use the term destruct, destruction for the darkness because its goal is to create um, kind of a perfect vision of, of, a, of a world or a, of a universe. It's not so much, it, it wants like it's, it wants its true shape to shine it's it's preferred or um it's almost it's chosen in, in, in that sense to be the one the one final perfect vision of what it, it has what it has in store for the universe essentially i see i i saw it i saw it as you know the flowers representing life and the winnowing representing death 
So it's not so much that the flower specifically is the shape, it's that the shape is life. It, for the gardener, for in in like the proverbial sense, sure. Yeah, it's a it's a little bit again because it's an allegory. It, it it's open to interpretation. I I feel like, but yeah, it, it's it's a question of whether or not it's an allegory for life and death, or if it's an allegory for, um the visions of how these two beings would prefer to see the universe uh like like their vision of the, the universe in its final shape one would prefer to see as many of those flowers blooming the other one would prefer to see a pattern that is the most efficient uh in the universe it's it's kind of how i took it and so again it's a, it's a little so I, I didn't take a lot of time to review this ahead of time, but uh, that's kind of the, the vision that I had. Dude, you, you don't need to... First of all, you have yet to sound unintelligent, you beautiful <laughs> bastard. So don't don't worry about, like, be like, oh, I don't know. Like, you're, you're doing great. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up with that. Um, that's self-doubt. Um, so, uh, for for me... Um, it just kind of comes down to, there, there might be some nuances and it, I, I do agree it's open, it's open to interpretation, but I, I, I would say, I think in more ways than not, it lends itself toward creation, creation versus destruction, right? And the idea that the traveler has consistently been recorded as fleeing, specifically the hive, uh, from the, uh, the book of Saras that we get, um, it, it really kind of comes off comes off to it because at that point it's technically making a choice between two living things like the hive are still born the hive the hive like you know they cheat death but they to cheat death that means you're still alive to hide your death that means you're still alive sure and so the idea that the traveler like could you imagine the traveler making a choice between two living things like, the Traveler doesn't change nature. It doesn't make all things live in harmony. It just, you know, gives life. Yes, I, I tend to agree with that uh, on the basis of it will... It will preferentri preferentially create life. I, I, I think... It's it's a it's a little bit of a struggle for me to put in words. I guess what I'm trying to put out, uh, and what I what I'm basically thinking about is that the traveler is it, it puts these things out in the universe. It essentially, creates these additional flowers, um, and is it's is essentially trying to pervert the flower game by increasing the complexity of the universe, um, and whereas. The winner is like it's it's trying to take away some of those options. Uh, it's trying to reduce that co complexity. I don't necessarily think that's a hundred percent creation and destruction. I, I struggle with the with the terminology a little bit. That, that that's basically what I what I'm trying to establish there. It's not so much a a grand point uh, about. Uh, 
about whether or not the the traveler creates and the the traveler or in, in the darkness winnows. It's it's more so just a, a a small point of distinction on whether or not the the terminology is exactly correct in in that distinction. If that makes sense. Well, it seems it seems really it's. What's really interesting about the about what you bring up and about the, uh, the the distinction there is the more I think about it, the more the more the winnower is not necessarily against life. Correct. It's just that it's like culling. Like, for example, in in the real world, culling like hunting hunting to to cull overpopulation is considered a, a good humanitarian thing. A humane thing. Yeah. Yes. Or sorry, yeah, humane. Yep. Um, like. The, the idea that, and I mean, you know, the idea that they're kind of creating something. At, because, I mean, it's, 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 it's an interesting point. It kind of comes like a, like off like a Thanos thing. Like, okay, well, they're just going to starve, though, because there's not enough resources for all the life you made. Correct. And it's the, the argument that the Dark uh, can consistently makes with us. The, the P-52... Uh, gene argument that it makes right within, um, right within it's the um, shoot. What's the name of the lore book? Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, unveiling. Unveiling. Uh, yeah. So it, it, it's it's consistently making the point that it's not about um, it's not about killing so much as like culling is I think the correct word. It's it's act- actively looking looking to uh take take the things that are weak out of the the equation in order to uh in order to increase the strength of those that are that are remaining at, at that point Get, make sure that they have all the resources that it perceives they, they need at that point yeah like there's a there's a number of plants that as you uh, groom them you actually make them more robust because you're mm-hmm. kind of forcing them to uh condense rather than expand Right, and I'm I'm not saying that the the darkness in its most absolute form, like I'm not saying that it needs to um needs to win out. Like the the one one true shape of the universe needs to be the specific species, like the hive or or the vex in some examples. Um, I'm I'm more so saying that there are real life examples where culling is useful, and I think you're making the same argument, Taylor. Yeah. That uh, we need an element of that darkness in our lives to uh, essentially survive. We need that. We need that p fifty two gene in order to eliminate cancer in our own bodies. It's a necessary necessary part of life to eventually end or or die. I think basically, yeah. basically the thought and, process. And I think I think another way to uh, to look at it is is it's a, it's another approach to uh, conservation. Um, sure. And I mean, it, it can be. And it, again, like we're we're not we're not saying Thanos was right, even though the memes are hilarious. <laughs> the memes are like no matter how you feel about that snap, those memes are great, <laughs> absolutely great. Um, but but <laughs> the um the 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 idea that there are situations or because because life is fluid, guys. Like uh. <laughs> It's 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 uh there are different schools of thought and I'm not here to encourage uh you like what's right or wrong, but like 
I would say that there are examples that I think like everyone's gonna if if you sit down and and, and speak fairly upon there are examples where both were done right and successful. Uh, right. Without without uh, going off the deep end right. <laughs> about it. Uh, so just just putting that out there, like there's 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 and, and, and there's examples of of it going off the deep end in both in both sides. Like uh, just just like there's people who can overkill or, or or doing it under the guise of conservation, but they're really just hunting for sport or something like that. There there are people who like you know think they're doing this great thing by releasing lobsters into the sea, not realizing that these were saltwater lobsters and you released them into a freshwater system <laughs> um, <laughs> like, like like you release them into like a wrong ecosystem so there's all that like like you know what i mean like like it, it's not about it's not about the the belief it's about it's about the, the extremism and the examples of a of, of, of those being able to work and and the you know that there that there can be like a a, a very um a very long discussion about the merits of, of either um, to be had. Uh, so uh, as as we take that and apply it to the uh, the gardener and the winterer, and therefore like what what it seems to be the darkness and the traveler, I would say, you know, it, it's almost like if the darkness is what injured the traveler, I kind of have to wonder why it would do that. You know what I mean? Like. It's it's a game it's a game that's meant to go into infinity. It's a game that's not meant to end. Correct. It's it's much yeah. more likely that the darkness wouldn't directly harm the traveler yeah. on the basis that it wants to prove its argument is correct. That's why it's trying so hard to quote unquote corrupt the guardians to its side. It's trying to it's trying to make its final argument versus the traveler and convince it that convince the traveler that it is correct. I mean, honestly, considering considering we've used it, we've wielded it to protect the last city and therefore the traveler. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's an argument that the the darkness uh, isn't even necessarily like our enemy. It's just you know powerful and neutral to us. That's that's a legitimate ar- argument. It, the darkness seeks to strengthen or give those power that are worthy of it is, is, is basically the way I, I view it. it. It's not, it's not something that is directly, uh, directly a threat itself. It's, it's basically uh, a tool. Mm-hmm. Kind, of, kind of like what the, the light is uh, in, in our hands. The, it's the opposite spectrum of, of the light mm-hmm. that we are much more familiar with. Right on, right on. So, so Beg, I've been doing a lot of talking and a lot of uh, tangents. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> to get us to get us to where I think I finally explained this goddamn. This is why I've been putting bagels in charge lately. He is so much more concise. I am, <laughs> but uh, but bagels, bagels, bagels. Um, what? What are your thoughts, man? I, uh, I, I've talked about it to death, uh, introducing it. I think everyone can kind of guess how I feel. What, what about you, brother? So I kind of come from the opposite. Well, not necessarily opposite uh, on, on this theory. Uh, I do believe that the Traveler has now chosen humanity in, in general. So 
I don't necessarily necessarily think that was the case prior to the Red War. I think D D two was kind of the turning point in which the Traveler decided it was going to make its final final argument against the darkness via humanity, and specifically the Guardian class and um, and that sort of thought process. Uh, specifically in uh, in the Radiant Exhibitor card, it it shows it shows the Traveler basically giving the last speaker a burst of visions before it is put in its cage. And that's that's part of what we get a snippet of in the the speaker's um the speaker's interpretation of those visions. It's it's not quite a again, the, the speaker's words are seemingly from what it's when he's been captured and is it being interrogated by Gaul. It's from that, that time frame. So it's it's almost certainly not directly the, the Traveler's words at that point in time. It's, in fact, the Traveler's thoughts being, uh, being put into the Speaker's thought processes at the time of his capture and the, the, they're emerging as part of his, his words. So I... I would argue, I, I know that Taylor made the case that if we take those words um, and remove them from the context of the the speaker's, speaker's words, that they have their own meaning. And I think that there's an argument to be made there. I think that we shouldn't ignore the words themselves, but I think context is extremely important too. And the context seems to point, at least to me, that the the speaker is kind of making a stand. Uh, so at the very end, uh, just one second. In the time to come to make a choice, the traveler will speak freely. Those who listen will know the dangers to come. And those who will listen, they are not forgotten speakers. For our time has passed. A new age is dawning, and I would wish to see it. I am the last speaker, and I am at peace. And so I tried to emphasize the, the traveler's words, or separate them out a little bit to emphasize them. But it basically, the, the, traveler's, in, the traveler's thoughts are being inserted into these sentences sentences is what I would argue. And it's a continuation of the the speaker's initial words. And the time to come to make a choice. Uh they are not forgotten, referring to the to the speakers. He's he's honoring those that have come before the last speaker. Uh, the the, tra- the traveler is honoring the, the the previous speakers and recognizing that the time of the speakers is over. And instead of there being a time of the speaker, there's going to be a time of the group of humanity as a whole being chosen for their ability to commune with the traveler, at least in um, a much more broad sense. Like they will be granted uh, granted visions or dreams like we've seen via the crow. And I think it kind of invalidates the previous theory that the crow is going to be the next speaker. In fact, I think the, 
what we're what we've been seeing and experiencing since the since the Red War is the traveler realizing that instead of having one conduit for its words, if it instead seeks out to grant visions to to everyone, it will be more successful in making a final to humanity. So, um, basically, the way I see it is that the traveler is going to attempt to uh, to find those that who will listen uh, and grant them them visions as it sees appropriate. I don't think it's it's going to like broadly constantly speak to us at at any given time. I think it's going to be still at chosen opportune moments, not going to try to influence our actions, believes in will and that sort of thing. But it's it's still going to try and guide us towards uh, towards what it, it views as the the correct choice or the correct the correct path. I can dig it. I can dig it. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily disagree uh, disagree with that um, interpretation. One thing I do want to point out from Radiant Incipitor is that when you the when you start the lore tab, there's that uh, sort of a preamble, mm -hmm. which um, to me seems, uh, hmm. I think these are the speaker's words, uh, himself sort of, uh, relaying what he's learned. I think this is sort of like, uh, just a passage he writes before he makes his last entry. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the first entry is freedom is a chain choice is a prison. Uh, and it just, just as you, you noted, um, I think in, in, in your uh, sort of stance just now, uh, it refers to Gaul. It refers to, you know, the. I, it, it's almost like a, like sort of like a live thought um, of what uh, of either the last speaker's, uh, you know, first vision of his own death, or like it happening live. Sort of like final thoughts before the mask falls off. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it starts with freedom as a chain, choice as a prison. And it just... To me, just to talk, sort of go back uh, full circle all the way back to the beginning of this, I think it fits so much, and I think, and I think as you agree, that the Traveler has been actively, until it woke up, had been actively avoiding making choices. Mm -hmm. um actively avoiding taking sides and i think you know the it really want makes me want to i really hope we get its side of what happened with the hive on fundament <laughs> that would be fantastic <laughs> yeah like of, of like it can be and i'm not asking for like a play-by-play -play either like the 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 book of stars we get is, is is a great history of what happened but like it's it's a uh, hmm. it's second hand it's a second hand interpretation of information given by an unreliable source so like what the traveler's doing in in those books is relayed to the hive by the worm gods and we're reading it as the hive wrote down like write down that history you know mm -hmm. so like it's it's even in their story, we can't really believe the interpretation of what the traveler's doing. 
because it comes from a worm god. Correct. Yeah. Uh, so, so like, I, I just need something because, like, it's so out of character that it would do something to end life. Or maybe this was the learning experience that sort of caused it on, on its, like, uh, running away of having to choose again. Because maybe this was the time it chose and it learned the hard way that that's not what it's supposed to do. Well, uh, let me grant you this. What if that the premise that the Traveler initiated the Zizergy is an entirely a, a false premise? We don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, it, it could be that the Darkness initiated the, the Zizergy and the Traveler was there uh, by coincidence or because it was trying to lift up a species in that system. But it it's not the need need to flee. So I actually submit that the only reason they were able to like here's a fun one and and please scribe this or scribe scribe. Um, <laughs> the only reason they were able to survive on fundament drinking ether or drinking the uh, not the ether but whatever they drank the uh, whatever clouds of the gas. Mm-hmm. Yeah the the only the only way they were able to survive in that environment was because of the traveler. I feel like they're a mix of species who probably would have been doomed otherwise, and the traveler was like, "Oh, oh, you know what? Let's make this happen. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna spruce up your gas planet here. I'm just gonna go over here, and then these guys who it's like a, yeah, yeah, I don't know. And that that could entirely be the case. Uh, in fact, I could see it that the it was an argument between the darkness and the and the and the light in that point in time, and the light saw that it couldn't win once the Zizergy was lined up. And so the darkness essentially won that fight and the tra- traveler left. Well, do you, do you, uh, I mean, I, I've got one for you. If the traveler did that to Fundament, that would be the only time you know, on record that it would have uplifted multiple sentient species at the same time, like on a planet. Sure. Like, I don't know, man. I, I feel like it, it hears... Like, you know that part in The Princess Bride when Buttercup's arguing with Wesley and he's like, life is pain. <laughs> I, just, I, I just feel like it learned the hard way about competing life... Like, creating competing sentient life forms. Sure. Like, uplifting them. Or, like, creating a situation where they can both, like, live and all they did was create, uh, like, a kingdom of fear for the uh, the Krill. Sure easily susceptible to the darkness buried by the leviathan <laughs> or guarded by the leviathan buried uh-huh. at the center of the planet uh-huh. yeah yeah that would be that would be one hell of a uh, lesson to learn when you thought you were so cool <laughs> yeah that would be silly that would be silly well alright um and yeah so it's just silly uh I, I just hope I hope that uh, we can finally lay to rest that the opening speech that the speaker gives in the beginning of the Red War. Horseshit. <laughs> Horseshit. Uh, so they're like, sorry, Destiny Lore. The subreddit. I know you guys really liked that because it was literally in your face. <laughs> You know who I'm teasing. You know who I'm teasing. Uh, uh, but yeah, yeah, that, that's where I'm at. Uh, turning it up to 11. Um, 
you know, now that the traveler's speaking for itself, I think the most direct and and eleven uh, eleven teeth way that it could go would would be for it to just fucking tell us. Right. Like, yeah, no, I didn't actually choose you. I, that's not what I do typically. But someone shot out my butt, so here we are. <laughs> 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 no, I, I completely agree. Uh, all we need to to hear from, uh, it, it, to basically confirm that the traveler hasn't doesn't choose is that it, it tells us because it's active. Like you said, it's actively speaking for itself. Uh, and counter to that, it, it could it could tell us that it has chosen us. So we really don't know. Maybe maybe it has. It's hard to say with with one hundred percent certainty at this point in time what the the traveler's motives are. It's it's hard to understand like essentially a godlike being, and it's it's full motives even if we have tiny snippets like the the unveiling uh, type type uh, type book. It's it's just a matter of of time and whether the traveler deems it appropriate to reveal all that information to us uh, at some point later on. Yeah, and it's a. Uh... Like I say, that, that's why I say the 11th way. Everything has been like a slow burn, I feel like, mm -hmm. in, in getting confirmation. I think they've been hinting at this stuff for a long time. And I think they've made some pretty big things that I wish they had made more apparent as uh, as the uh, the red herrings have been. Mm -hmm. um, but that's just me. Mm -hmm. That's okay. <laughs> uh -huh. um, final score. I can go first here. I'm going to give it 11 t which is not a real number. <laughs> Plausible. Just like par paracausals. Yeah, it's it's eleven. It's eleven to two paracausal plausibles. <laughs> but you can't say that three times fast. I'm gonna give it. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna give it uh, I for uh, imaginary. <laughs> That's my my score. <laughs> okay, okay, bagels, 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 bagels. Now solve for X. I can't. There's no solution. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh. But seriously, I I actively think that the traveler is seeking to make a a final argument via humanity at this point. I don't think that was the case initially, in um, uh, prior to D D2's launch. I think that the traveler had not chosen us necessarily as as its argument until it realized that um. It was going to need to need to seek assistance in order to fight uh, fight its at least thought enemies in the form of the dark darkness. <laughs> thought mm -hmm. enemies meaning essentially the uh, argument, d the debate that is the grand scale of our universe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can dig it. Yeah, this this was a fun one. I agree. This yeah. is uh, it's a lot more it's a lot more grandiose than we usually go into. <laughs> I always feel like I sneak up on you with some of these too. Like I'll I'll send you a theory and you'll be like, oh okay, and then we actually get to talk about it. You're like, wait, <laughs> you got me, <laughs> you son of a bitch. I'm in. You <laughs> if for those of you who don't know, uh, I and, and I know it's uh. I've heard it enough times in my life that I'm pretty sure it's me. I will word things oddly. Oh, you listen to the show, you know. <laughs> and yeah, uh, a lot of times it, it uh, tone and context is required to, to get to get my full jazz across. So, 
it can be a little confusing when I just like write out Vagel's a theory. Be like, why is the sky bridge? Like what? There's <laughs> <laughs> been more than a few times where we've gotten to the the point where we're about to record and is like, oh, that's what you meant. Uh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I actually need another fifteen. Ma- I'm just doing. No, you're fine. You're fine. It's not. It's not your fault, Taylor. I just. I'm editing a spreadsheet for my own reasons now. <laughs> but no, these, these series are fun, and uh, I greatly enjoy just, especially the grand scale of, of something like this. You, you have to imagine it's like two god beings battling it out, mm-hmm. just, but instead of it being swords, it's, it's just essentially they designate... Uh, chosen group of champions to fight it out in in the cosmos it makes me feel like at the end of uh you remember you remember the shadow man that alec baldwin like superhero uh noir movie from like the the early 90s okay 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 okay. he was called the shadow oh it's called the shadow not shadow man derp but uh it's it's a fun one it's a fun one at one point like though like they can like they're like meditate fighting with their shadows and I'm just imagining, okay. I'm just imagining sure. that's like the paracausal thing. Like it's been used in another movie too. It's like you'll have the traveler in like a ziggurat just like sitting there like, and, and then like maybe behind them or projected into your mind. It's this like kick-ass anime battle. I'm going to oh, say okay. the traveler gets represented by Samurai Appa from, uh, from the last, the last avatar, the last airbender. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. That's, that's it. That's it. Spirit animal. I'm calling it now. <laughs> Darkness can be the monkey. <laughs> um, got any shout-outs, my man? Uh, just a just a general shout-out to everybody's well-being. I, I know that uh, it's cold typically for at least more, most of North America, and uh, it typically I know it wears a little bit thin on me being stuck inside and having to. Uh, bear through these winter months a little bit and on top of that we've got covid piled on and just uh everything seems to be a little little uh rough at the moment in my opinion so uh, just a shout out to everybody's well-being reach out to your friends and, and talk and um have uh have hopefully good times with with them uh, you know super bowls tomorrow so may, maybe not get together due to covid but hopefully you can do like a discord call or something akin to that uh, just just to hang out. So uh, that that's my shout out. Just everybody, uh, talk to your friends and family and have uh, have happy thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I can dig it. I can dig it. I think tomorrow is the only day of the year you can actually put Super Bowl stuff on the Superb Owl <laughs> subreddit. <laughs> I think that's how the rules work. I could be sorry if I tell anyone. Look at the rules on that subreddit. It's still great. Even uh, even if it's not superb owls, it's fantastic stuff. Fantastic stuff. Uh, I, I'm gonna give a shout out. Uh, you know, uh, 100% to uh, what Bagels said. Uh, you know, I want to give a shout out to uh, all. Whoa, the first round of races. I want to give a shout oh, yeah. out to that in the underground SRL. <laughs> that we've, uh, dude, you guys, we we're we're almost done with the first round. Uh, I'll be updating the bracket and posting it uh, there here soon. They have been tight. Like, let me tell you, <laughs> they have been. Uh, we're doing it in the open world. The first one was a uh, was a race around uh, Europa. Has has been a race around Europa. Um, 
and I can t tell you guys about the course uh, once it's wrapped up. I don't want to. I don't want to leak anything. I like to. Uh, sure. I like to do the pace lap. Uh, kind of showing live because one thing that's fun on Europa is the snowstorms. Mm -hmm. And I've seen multiple people just like completely get lost and turn the race around. Uh, yeah. For 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 whoever, but yes, yeah, some of them, and and God, just like I'll, like almost all of them have been super tight. Uh, and the the only one that I would say was not super tight was one having all the cool shit happen to it. Like, I think someone died. I think, like, they got lost. <laughs> like, and then, like, they still came out and, like, won somehow because the other guy also got, like, it was amazing. <laughs> like, it was, like, lead shifted, like, two, three times. Like, it was cool as fuck. <laughs> like, it was, it was a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> but, yeah, I can't I can't wait to uh, to get to the next round uh, and reveal the... Uh, the next location to you guys i think i think you'll have a lot of fun with it it involves some fun mechanics if you do things right <laughs> all right all right well with that guys uh you know um stay safe we'll see you next week as always um yeah uh be, be good to each other indeed we'll see you next time bye bye that's the end of this week's topic but be sure to check out our past and future episodes on spotify itunes and podbean if you have any questions about this week's topic, want to discuss Destiny Lore with us, or if you just feel like reaching out to us, you can find us on Twitter at SpinfoilTheory, or you can email us via SpinfoilTheory at gmail.com. Thanks for listening! The Lore Network. <laughs>